Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Mario, also known as the Node Defender, joining us. Selman G, also known as the CEO of Collecti Labs. And my good friend, NFT Tones, is in the building, so I'm very excited for today's episode. Today in Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Robin, who's the latest crypto advocate to be called out by the SEC, as a new study reveals over 66 million Americans are invested in crypto. Is, there another, is this another cash grab in the name of protecting investors? With crypto Twitter debating XRP being backed by gold, we hear from a Ripple developer letting the world know he would gladly exchange one XRP for one ounce of gold. Netflix is rumored to be joining Hedera's governing council as Ripple expands into 150 countries worldwide after inking a new partnership with this payment powerhouse. And with Ripple's lead lawyer, Stuart Alderati, calling out Gary Gensler to withdraw from the case, we break down the details, showing our community how XRP could be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Mario, the pressure is on you this morning, my friend, as Johnny Crypto is out enjoying his life. Thank you for making time for us. And how are you feeling? Feeling great, man. I'm really blessed to be here. Good morning, everyone. Um, happy to be here with you guys this morning on Good Morning Crypto. Hope everybody's doing good in the chat. Hope Selman and NFT Tones are also doing good. Let's talk some crypto. Awesome, guys. And we brought the big guns this morning as the CEO of Collecti Labs is joining us. And Selman, we've got some breaking news as Gary Gensler's being called to withdraw from the Ripple case. I'm excited to talk about it, but how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Very excited for this show. As always, finally, I, I can actually meet Mario. Uh, been missing you, man, for a while. And Tones is obviously here, so I'm very excited for this show and the best host in the world, Abs. So I'm very excited. Let's get started. Awesome, guys. And I didn't mean to scare you there, Peaceful Gamer. That's just the introduction, my friend. But Tones, how you feeling, my friend? And thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm ready to uh, shred some Gary Gensler in the in today's article. So uh, let's get into it. Awesome, guys. And we're going to start the show off the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. We are at 2,952 followers. So let's break 3,000. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin fear and greed index is sitting in neutral this morning at a 53. And when we check out some of the daily movers, it's pretty much red across the board. AGIX up 14% and IMX is up 10. When we check out the total coin market cap, we are sitting at 1.07 trillion this morning. Bitcoin is 42% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. Bitcoin is sitting at 23,500. Ethereum, 1600. XRP is 38 cents. Matic is 124. Avalanche, 1750. 
And let's scroll down to Quant Network sitting at 128. And Selma G, before we get into our articles, let me know, my friend, how are you operating during this time? A lot of people were getting excited thinking Bitcoin was going to go to 30K. Obviously, that didn't happen. So what's it mean to you? Yeah, pretty much still waiting for clear confirmation here. 23,000. Um, 300 was a uh, 23,500. Sorry, was an important daily closing. Unfortunately, you weren't able to close above, so still waiting for these confirmations. And then we can see maybe a little bit more pumps, but um, I'm still suggesting to wait because fear and greed is very high, and many indicators suggest that we need a cool down session. Is Bitcoin going to go tr um, consolidate during that period, or are we going to see a pullback? Let's wait and see. But when the uh, the um, on-chain metrics and the sentiment indicators are cooling down great opportunities to you know dollar cost average in again so let's wait and see right now buying in is always risky obviously after that massive pump but we'll see um but actually i see some you know um many altcoins actually did a great performance and they still keep their support levels so um very very interesting Absolutely, guys. And we got an interesting video prepared for later in the episode showing you how Netflix could be the latest company to join Hedera's governing council. But before we do that, we got 172 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button and check out the first article for today as the SEC is protecting investors by taking down Robinhood. So Robinhood faces an SEC investigation over their crypto related businesses. Hood, Robinhood received a subpoena in late December telling the company they would have to show up in court to show for the SEC. The SEC is charging Robinhood with supporting cryptocurrencies, custody services, and platform operations after listing over 18 cryptos on their trading platform. Investors were incentivized to start buying crypto by putting in as little as $1 on Robinhood. The subpoena requires a person to appear in court or to testify to produce documentation on the active investigation. It added that it's also cooperating with California's investigation, stating that they didn't give Robinhood the green light to list crypto either. And this is the latest act we've seen, Mario. So I'm going to give you the open floor. The SEC is everyone's talking about how they're attacking Ripple, but they're going after exchanges and Robinhood has fallen right in front of them. What's it mean to you? Well, this is this is crazy because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the SEC has not come out and said specifically that all crypto are securities. So if they haven't said that, they've already declared Bitcoin to be a commodity. They're not providing... Uh, guidance or clarity for financial institutions, whether it's Robinhood or banks, to know how exactly to, uh, or even exchanges, to know exactly how to, uh, you know, classify crypto, then, you know, they're just coming after uh, everybody and now Coinbase and now uh, Robinhood for the fact that they've listed all these different cryptocurrencies in their platform. They've made it available for people to buy, for trading and and for, for transferring. It's crazy. I, I, I don't understand. I think the SEC should be focusing on creating guidelines, creating um, a framework so that people know exactly how to operate within the space. But instead, they're just doing uh, enforcement, right? They're, they're enforcing all these actions, which make absolutely no sense, in my opinion. You're right, Mario. And check out these statistics that Coinbase just came out with yesterday. They surveyed over 2,000 Americans currently holding crypto on Coinbase's platform. And of those 2,000, 80% of Americans said that our current financial system is unfair, while 76% believe that cryptocurrency and blockchain are the future of our economy. 67% also agree that we need a financial rehaul and that the system that exists today is not suitable for the future of our economy. So NFT Tones, we're going to dive into this, but what do you think about 80% of Americans saying our financial system is unfair? I mean, if you look at it, it's kind of true. I mean, the rich always get richer and the poor just kind of get poorer and it's it's not right. So hopefully with something like this, we can finally see some kind of stability with crypto taking over more. And I, I feel like it's, it's interesting to see these numbers when 2000 Americans were surveyed. I feel like this is really big. And I think we're going to start to see more people get pushed into crypto. I mean, if you look at it 30 years ago, our dollar was worth a lot more than what it's worth now. Gas and food hasn't changed in the 30 year time period. Our dollar is just worth less. Absolutely. And we show that chart all the time. But Selman, I know you had some quick comments. It did catch my attention that they only surveyed people who were currently holding cryptocurrencies. So it doesn't surprise me that 76% of them believe what they're holding is the future of a financial system. But how do you feel about these stats here? So I actually want to say something about the SEC case here. Um, you know, just like how Jim Cramer is all like sometimes right about the predictions, right? Just like that, you'll see the SEC fighting against like fraud. You'll see that. And so the SEC is not completely against investors. They will do their job 
correctly. However, we also know that shady stuff is happening. And um, unfortunately, there is, um, you know, um, they target pretty much everyone in this space, even if you're um, doing a great job, right? And, and you're very transparent and honest and you do best to create value in the United States, right? As as an American uh, company, um, but they want their fair share probably. And that's why they're doing this. And so when you see Robin Hood, we know that Robin Hood is also had done, uh, you know, some shady stuff in the past with, with, uh, with some stocks, obviously imagine many exchanges, um, unfortunately, or were involved in these kind of things where, where they take investors stocks and then just borrow it to others. Right. Which is, I mean, without your approval, et cetera, but it's maybe in the fine print, but they can do it. And so shady stuff happened. So, um, but this whole thing around crypto, obviously we think this is all shady and, and um, something else is going on here. SEC is pretty much just targeting almost like, it feels like everyone here. Um, so I can't directly say, okay, this is definitely, you know, Robinhood probably did something wrong here. I can't say that, but we know that Robinhood wasn't a very great player in the past. And so um, people should know that the SEC will do great jobs sometimes. But in this case about crypto, maybe the SEC is just um, like overreacting and maybe just targeting everyone. Could be that Robinhood is pretty much the victim here, but uh, they shouldn't play the victim all the time because we know they, they did some shady stuff in the past. Exactly, Salman. And you know what's interesting? I remember back in 2020 when they halted, I believe it was GameStop, from being exchanged on their platform. And that's you bring up a really good point. I didn't think about this originally. If they operate in that same way where they take these projects like ADA and, and or whatever, whatever cryptocurrency it is, and offer you a contract instead of actual ownership like they did with stocks, that means they're centralizing all the holdings and nobody's actually buying cryptocurrency. They're buying futures contracts to the rights for those cryptos, which is a huge difference. So there is a little positive news here. And guys, anybody who's been on Twitter the past couple of weeks understands that XRP being backed by gold has been a topic of conversation. So we're going to bring the answers during this episode, but we already have 210 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button. Gary Gensler is in the live chat. So I'm looking forward to teaching him a little bit about this market. So XRP, would it, could it be the world reserve currency and possibly backed by gold? Ripple developer Matt Hamilton doesn't believe so. So Ripple's native crypto XRP could be backed by gold as the world's leading banks and financial institutions could be accepting XRP for international settlements. Ripple's former director of development relations, Matt Hamilton, tuned in on this issue. Instead, there's, said there's a misconception about this possibility. Hamilton explained that XRP is a decentralized cryptocurrency with a finite supply trading in the open market. He further added that XRP has no issue holding back for gold, but Hamilton adds that it's not impossible to inflate XRP to have a peg to another asset. The only possible contract between gold and XRP will be through yellow metals tokenization on the XRPL. You can track your gold by tokenizing it on the XRPL and creating a token such as XAU, Companies have been doing this for over a decade, but you can't simply back XRP itself by gold. Hamilton closed out his, his discussion here by saying he would happily exchange one XRP for one ounce of gold if anyone is willing to do that trade. So Selman, we'll start with you. What do you think about these rumors? Somebody we followed for quite a while, King Solomon, he was very critical of these narratives, not only stating that this stuff was never going to happen, that we're misleading people by pushing out these narratives. So it's great that we can dispel these claims in state. Gold will never be backing XRP, according to this Ripple developer. So what's that mean to you, Selman? So first of all, this is not just any random guy. This is a Ripple team member, right? So it's coming from an official source. And obviously, you know, you're um, imagine there is inflation, right? Gold has inflation. The more uh, gold mines are um, finding gold, you'll have more gold supply. So it's uh, not like XRP, which is... Um, is has a finite supply so um that being said obviously it's very it's decentralized you, you what you could do is you could uh attach gold to the to the market cap of xrp or the price something like that but it, it wouldn't make that much sense and so tokenizing it and just like what paxos gold is doing right what um or maybe um ftx was also doing but it wasn't ftx they were collaborating with uh the so-called mirror uh company called mirror um, they are basically tokenizing stocks and uh, you can buy stocks with Tether or USDC Ethereum, for example. And so um, you could literally have a tokenized asset 
um, an NFT also if you want it. But because gold is gold, right, it's fungible. Uh, you could have a normal fungible token and um, you can trade it. And you know that it's backed by gold and the gold reserve. It's kind of like stable coin, how they uh, back back it by the U.S. dollar. Same goes with gold. And so the future is very bright. You will see these kind of things. Uh, the best what we know about gold is all these big institutions, they are printing paper. They are selling you um, future contracts, right? It's not even physical gold. And probably there is like a high leverage we we truly believe in that. So when there when there is like one ton of gold, uh, they're maybe selling uh, ten times more of that to people, right? And that's you see how um, inflated our financial system is, and uh, this bubble will burst eventually. So this is why blockchain is the future, and um, and apps. I want, really want to say that what Robinhood did there pretty much shows us that blockchain is the future. It's going to be public. A public ledger will show. And make proof that you know they can't do shady stuff in the back uh, behind the scenes. Mario, someone's bringing up something very important, which is the exchanges, whether they're doing it intentionally or not, are centralizing the crypto industry. Not only are they allowing specific on and off ramps for us to purchase our crypto, they're also custodying it for us in the future. Selman does not have the same hairline as Gary Gensler, guys. I completely disagree. But Mario, I do want to get some of your thoughts. How do you feel about the possibility of XRP being backed by gold and Ripple's lead developer here saying that'll never be the case? Yeah, I agree. You know, as you as you were reading the title and before you even read some of the comments, I was already processing that in my mind. And the same thing came up in my mind where I do believe that tokenization will be a thing. But as far as XRP being backed by gold, I mean, anybody that's buying XRP at these prices, I'm sure they want XRP to, to, to have a peg to the gold value. But what happens when it does? That's not going to attract any new investor. I mean, gold is is not as volatile as as uh, as many of the other assets and that's why it tends to be a good long-term investment because that's that's it's a good place to put your money so that you don't run all that risk of volatility but i don't think that's a good i would rather see the xrp ledger becoming a place where tokenization is happening you know a lot of these commodities and a lot of these precious metals they they become tokenized on the xrpl and traded on the xrpl and i think that ultimately will give the xrpl a better value than just being backed by gold in my opinion but uh, as far as selman you got to grow your hair a little bit so you can start looking like gensler there uh selman 100 nft toms i want to get some of your thoughts and then we're going to talk about probably the most important article for today as ripple's lead lawyer is calling out gary gensler telling him he should withdraw from the ripple case before we do that what's that last article mean to you all right so i feel like we we I've always been saying it. Tokenization is going to come. I don't think XRP is going to be backed by gold, but I definitely think we're going to have some kind of form of tokenized assets, definitely on the XRP network or XRP, um, yeah, network. And I I definitely feel like it's going to be bigger than what we think it will be. I think we're we're definitely going to start off a little slower. I feel like people are definitely going to be scared of tokenized assets because people probably won't completely understand them completely people probably going to be like why not just go buy real gold but in any case um i think that tokenized assets will come and i think they're going to be a big thing especially on the xrp uh network absolutely tones and we got 254 live listeners joining us show us some love smash that like button and check out the most important news for today as gary gensler is officially being put on the hot seat and this is a narrative i didn't anticipate so Stuart alderati wrote last week that gary gensler is a political liability for failing to establish proper regulation for the over 40 million americans who hold crypto today and we're going to dive into a study later in the episode over 66 million Americans currently own crypto, and I can only imagine how high that number is going to get after the 2025 bull run. So Ripple CLO demands that Gary Gensler should resign from the case. As he states, Chair Gensler has again proclaimed that every cryptocurrency except for Bitcoin is an unregistered security. He now must re uh, remove himself from voting on any enforcement case that raises that issue since he prejudged the outcome. And then he references a case from 1989. So what does this mean here, guys? Digital asset investor broke it down for us. And Gary Gensler is in a very difficult situation that many of us didn't see coming. 
Gary Gensler must recluse himself from voting on any enforcement cases that raise the crypto as a security because he prejudged them in an article back in, I believe it was 2018. But he also came out and made these statements again just a couple of weeks ago, Mario, on CNBC, telling the world that everything besides Bitcoin was an unregistered security under the SEC's guidelines. So let's start there before we actually talk about him being removed from the case. Do you believe every cryptocurrency besides Bitcoin is an unregistered security? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, so I don't understand the law enough to be able to come up to that to that conclusion or to that answer or to even. I mean, I could say what I think, but it, but again, it, it it doesn't really mean much, uh, right? Because I don't understand the law. But from what I from what I analyze from the rest of the world, I mean, the rest of the world has understood crypto for being crypto. They haven't compared it to anything else. It's only the United States that's doing this. That's comparing. All these different coins to to uh, to um, securities, and and again, I understand that in the way that that some of these coins are coming into the market with companies behind them, I understand that they're they're in the form of a security. And again, this is the job of of the lawmakers; they have to create the law, they have to create the framework so that um, so that companies can operate, so that crypto can can continue to flourish, and so that people know exactly how to to process these, uh, these cryptos as they come out it's, you know, without knowing, I mean, it, it doesn't, it boggles my mind to, to, to think that the U S just continues, or in this case, the sec just continues to go after project after project without creating a definitive framework. I mean, they've come out and said, Bitcoin is not a security. Well, what about everything else? What is it? Is it a security? Is it not a security? They don't want to comment every time that they get asked, you know, no comments. So, um, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be necessarily a good thing for Gary Gensler to be removed. Um, I don't know. At the end of the day, like I, I think that Gary Gensler is there and he's playing the part that he's supposed to be playing. And uh, things are going to happen the way that they're meant to happen, regardless of his presence or not. That's just my opinion. So, But we'll see what happens. Absolutely, Mario. And check out this latest video we found from Gary Gensler teaching a course at MIT. And when they claim negligence about not understanding crypto use cases, it's videos like this that expose the truth. And we're going to let this short clip play and go back to Selman here. Here we go. In seconds, it won't move as much. And the friction will be that you have to sell dollars to buy XRP and then sell XRP to buy peso or, or you can interpose any bridge currency. Uh, one of the most significant opportunities for stable value tokens that we'll talk about in a few classes is maybe is what we can call it is a bridge currency for cross-border. So they were talking about this stuff in college classrooms all the way back in 2018, Selman, yet in 2023, we are debating whether to classify these as securities, commodities, or an entirely new asset class. But Gary Gensler referencing XRP, I don't even know what to make of this. He's breaking down the use case while suing Ripple for being an unregistered security, contradicting narratives. I'd like to hear what it means to you. This guy knows what Ripple is capable of, right? As a company also, not just the the, the um, XRP currency, right? Cryptocurrency, but like in general, what Ripple is pretty much building, the infrastructure of tomorrow. And um, so it's kind of like, you know, we know what happened to FTX and how all of this was like... Gary Gensler knew um, Elevator Research CEO's like uh, father and all of that stuff, right? He's very much deep in the crypto space. We know that. And then back in 2018, he talks about Ripple, and all of a sudden he sues sues them. So it must be that um, they want to have their fair share. We know that Gary Gensler also talked about it. How these big institutions, these big players, love to sue uh, these. Uh, new startups because they want to have because they know their potentials and they want to get in also uh, they want to have their you know they want to have the piece of the pie but um uh, one of the you know the, the problem that i'm seeing here is um like uh, first of all the benefit of ripple xrp obviously imagine like if i want to do a transaction with using swift it takes three to five days. Sometimes, literally, I wanted to, I wanted to do a transaction and it, it failed, and I got a refund all the time. And it's like messed up. But when you, when I send money with XRP, in seconds, it's super easy, way easier than doing like the Swift transaction. I can tell you that, um, way easier for me, and um, it's instantly there, and it's so easy. No one has like it's 
not stressful at all. So you see Ripple's network makes sense. Obviously, you could do something like that with Ethereum, with Solana as well. But it's um, but here's the thing. Ripple is mainly focused on this, helping the financial system. This is why XRPL has a lot of potential in that field, right? Solana is focused on something else. Ethereum is focused on something else. And so this is like we know Ripple has a way a great chance to become the monopoly in this space um in the crypto space so and it currently is so um i feel like okay all of this what sec is doing um it, there is purpose and uh, one other thing when i d- did research on the sec and how they sued other companies guys i can tell you that the ftc the same all of them they go for these small businesses especially in crypto SEC Gary has the power to go to over uh, to all these different businesses. They don't have the money to hire good lawyers. They can't spend so much money, so they will bow. They will uh, give in, right? Uh, they will eventually do as Gary says. And so this is why they they use the power to you know control this sp- space and um, take the piece a good uh, piece of the uh, pie. And unfortunately, this is what we're facing in the space. But Ripple is has been very strong and and fighting against them. Salman, and there's a reason we always reference Bank of America when we have these Ripple conversations. Not only are they a part of Ripple's committee, which means they are promoting Ripple's products to other banks, they are directly saying they're going to use RippleNet after this lawsuit's over. And you brought up something else very important, which is the swift upgrade that's taking place in March of 2023. We've been talking about these ISO protocols for about three years, and now we're only a couple weeks away from Ripple finally getting a use case. And that's a perfect transition into our next article as Ripple has expanded into over 150 countries worldwide. Gary Gensler, you can't slow down this growth. So guys, check out this news here. Ripple partner Tranglo announced today that it has signed another partner called Easy Remit, one of Australia's fastest growing fintech companies as a new partner. In Easy Remit will use Tranglo's cross-border payment solutions, including XRP, as an on-demand liquidity payment technology. As part of Tranglo's global push for Ripple's ODL, the partnership will also allow Easy Remit to leverage Ripple's ODL to maximize working capital and deliver quick and efficient cross-border payments. This is going to be live in corridors such as Indonesia, the Philippines, Vietnam, Thailand, India, and Bangladesh. The strategic partnership between Easy Remit and Tranglo will offer a comprehensive cross-border payment solution for all of its customers. And Selman, that's not where the good news ends as over 150 countries worldwide are going to be scaling up and using the RippleNet product. And this is only the first move. So we'll start with you and work our way through the group. How do you feel about RippleNet inking a new humongous partnership going live in 150 countries? So the best part is when you use these applications in the future and the near future, um, you, you're actually, I believe you're not going to be like physically like going and buying an XRP and then sending it over. Right. So you don't have to do that job. It's going to happen behind the scenes. Like it's in the back end. The, uh, the, the company will do that. But your transaction, as if you were sending something over PayPal or Venmo, it will um, immediately uh, be transferred to the person to person B, um, but in the back end, all the stuff that's happening is real money is being transferred. Not like you know you pay something with Apple Pay, and then maybe you guys have seen the scheme. Literally, it call, um, it sends a signal to Visa. Visa does this, blah blah blah. So the actual money arrives a couple days later, but on uh, but it's digitally already written there. But it's um, someone has has borrowed and then uh, lent money that's it in, in the back end but with this one most likely the money will f- uh, go the real value will be transferred immediately but you and i we will have a very cool user interface and very simple as if we were just sending money over paypal so this is the beauty of it and get ready guys this is so so early even wallets metamask wallet, etc too um too difficult for the masses right so there is going to be a way easier user interface, just like your PayPal account. And, and the, it's going to be unbelievable. We're so early and it's just so ugly right now com- compared to what we're going to see in the next five to 10 years. Trust me. Absolutely, Salman. And check out this news from back in 2018. And I want to remind our listeners who just entered this market, there's only one token in the cryptocurrency space that has passed Ethereum to become number two in total market cap. That would be one of the tokens we talk about every day, which is XRP. And that's more validation tones. 
History doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. And this is another use case that we will see in the future. And Selman just described how we could see something similar. If Ripple ever passes Ethereum again, it will be because of the on-demand liquidity being used by banks. So Ripple's going live in 150 countries. How do you feel about that, Tons? I mean, that's huge. I mean, if you think about how many countries there are in the world, there's 195 countries in the world. So if more than 150 countries are using it, right, that's more than half the world more than 75% of the world is using it. So, I mean, I feel like this is really big. I feel like it it really kind of opens your eyes to XRP. And I feel like you really need to start paying more attention to it, especially with banks and major use cases coming out. I feel like it's only going to grow and make crypto more confident in the future. Spot on. And Mario, I'd like to get some closing remarks here. But before we do, there's over 66 million Americans who are currently still holding crypto despite the bear market. And that's about 20% of the country or at least 50 million citizens. This new study pointed out crypto ownership among citizens has remained consistent despite the 2022 bear market. But 76% of these people believe cryptocurrency and blockchain are going to be the future of our economy. So while I show these statistics on screen, why don't you share some of your thoughts, Mario? So I think as far as those statistics, those are probably the smartest Americans that are invested in crypto right now. <laughs> the uh, that's jokes aside, uh, you know, the uh, backtracking to the previous article, regardless, it, it's the future, like 100 percent, whether, you know, Ripple ends up being the winner, which at, at the moment they are when it comes to that niche, right, of, of money transfers and on demand liquidity. Um, it, it's it's going to be the future because I can pick up my phone and I can do a video call with with Salman that's all the way in, in another continent. And we could chat and we can come to an agreement. I can send him a, I can send him a contract. He can sign for it digitally. But then when it comes to getting paid, he's going to have to pay day. He's going to have to wait days. It just, it doesn't make any sense. The, the world has to catch up to, to the rest of the infrastructures. Right. And I can communicate with someone instantly. I can have him sign a contract instantly, but I can't get paid instantly, for example. And that's, that's going to happen one way or another. And I think Ripple will continue to, be the leader in the space because they've got that advantage. Um, it's going to take a little bit for somebody else to take to take charge. But uh, what we will see, and I believe that this is going to be part of part of it, is um, regulation around those transfers. Right? There's going to have to be laws and and systems in places. There's something called an AML, which is the anti money money laundering, and so they're just going to have to comply with all those things. And then there's going to have to be um, the governments are going to most obviously want to have some kind of control. And I think that that's where the fight is right now. And I think that in reality, that's why they're coming after Ripple in the way that they are. But it would be better if they just worked with Ripple as opposed to against, but that's just my opinion. Absolutely, Mario. And Selman, we've heard this argument before. Ripple is going to revolutionize payments. And I want to give an example as to how they're going to do that. So they have this new concept called drip accounts, where people in the future, you're going to swipe into work and you're not going to have to wait till Friday to receive your bank account. If they start using a product like Ripple's on-demand liquidity, the second you clock into work, money will start being instantly deposited into your bank account second by second until the end of the day. So you won't have to wait for that $450 payday on Friday. Instead, you're going to get your 80 bucks a day or whatever, divide it by five. And that's another way to enhance the payment system. But guys, we got 301 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We got a bunch of great articles prepared. And the one I'd like to show you next is the rumors of Hedera possibly joining up with Netflix and combining a product because Netflix could be on the governing council. So I stuttered over my words there. But guys, check out this clip. We'll go back to the group. Here we go. We follow your moves, and I say your moves, the council's moves, uh, and the integration of some very key partners, obviously Ubisoft. Then you get into what uh, Dell is doing with Edge. Now we're getting into enterprise computing. And then I think about, all right, who could play into that as maybe another governance member and isn't necessarily got a spot yet there? And I look to Netflix, and this is a good example. Here's Netflix's gaming charts on their catalog in terms of downloads. Obviously, back here in their launch, they, they dropped a bunch of new uh, games, and, and we see the big spike. But the key here that is interesting to me is that the, the amount of interest has stayed sustained. So it's likelihood that we're going to see gaming. Already we know that Netflix is a big enterprise platform. They need enterprise services. So I'm just thinking this is a good natural fit, guys. This is it's a good fit. It's a good fit. You know, I'll, I'll take that note. 
It's a good fit, guys. And I want to reiterate what's going on with Netflix right now is they're actually getting they're getting trashed in the open media because they don't want people sharing passwords and sharing accounts anymore. So this could be a move to actually bridge the gap between their customers and themselves, showing that they're not just a greedy company, but they're looking forward to creating innovative and cool projects for a lot of their consumers. NFT tones, he mentioned NFTs there. So I'm going right to you, my friend. How do you feel about the possibility of Netflix joining Hedera's governing council? I mean, this could be huge. I mean, Think about all the shows that Netflix owns and has the right to. Imagine creating the community out, giving them NFTs, giving them specific rewards for watching shows, rewarding people for participating in the community. There's so much that can go on here that can actually give so much value here that I actually think that this could be really, really big for Netflix. But that's presuming that they do it right and it all depends how they go about it. And I feel like the fact that they're partnering with HBAR, if they really do partner with them, if they're on that, um, what would you call it? Uh, so what'd you say? Sorry, Tons. If, if they're on the ta- governing, uh, table, council. Uh, governing council, if they're on the governing council, this is huge. This is really, really huge. I mean, like they said, they're probably going to have games and other stuff come out. I really think that Netflix is really going to push NFTs and crypto because it is the next step forward for them to communicate with their customers and their, uh, well, they're customers. Selman, I want to get some of your thoughts as well. Anybody who studies this market understands that Hedera has a hash graph technology that nobody's been able to replicate. Maybe you can break that down a little bit. And I'm going to show our listeners the governing council of today because Google, IBM, and Boeing are already on that list. So um, HBAR has been, Hedera Hashgraph has been doing a great you know, job in getting all these big enterprises on board. Um, and what I like about their uh, technology is it's also super fast, efficient, energy efficient, just like XRPL. And um, the community is great. But another thing that is interesting is, um, you know, when we talk about Netflix and gaming and tones, you know best, the VR experience you have when you open the Netflix Netflix app, right? This is insane. And imagine when you have the VR headset on and um, tomorrow it's all about gaming, right? And, and we see the near the, the future is VR and AR. So people will have a VR headset. It's kind of like iPhone 2007. Not everyone held an iPhone, but then eventually now everybody has a touchscreen phone. It is inevitable. It, it will come. At least an AR, like at least AR glasses. That's what people will wear. Um, and so you see, um, Hedera Hashgraph, um, pretty much um, having that special technology, allowing all these enterprises to build something very efficient and quickly, is a, a great win. Is it going to be? Um, by the way, apps. Is it going to be Hedera Hashgraph? Like one hundred percent? Like, do you think there is some some kind of rumors here and there for some updates? I definitely think so. When you check out this list, Selman, this is the main reason. If companies like Google, IBM, and Boeing, as well as Chainlink is on this list, there's a couple other companies I felt like were worth mentioning. Where's the other one I was looking for? Oh, LG LG Electronics is also on this list. So it's not just American companies. It's global brands signing up, ready to use this product. And as you can tell by this list, currently there's 28 members of the governing council. But at the end of the day, they're going to bring this up to 39 people. And I think Netflix would be a great fit because of all the bad moves they've made over the past six months. So I've been talking about like the product and services that, for example, Netflix could offer. But uh, once these when we talk about the uh, governing council, when all these big enterprises join and I'm pretty sure, guys, come on, like when you have LG, you have Deutsche Telekom, right? T-Mobile and then um, all these big uh, other companies like LG. it's, I believe Samsung is also part of it. If not, Samsung could be the next one. And hey, I'm waiting for Apple. I'm waiting for Apple and Amazon to stepping in, but mainly Apple because Apple is actually one of the leaders in gaming, guys. Like they, they created the infrastructure for mobile phones, right? So it is an important player. And I believe Apple is, but obviously Apple is a company that you can't just go and ask, hey, uh, can we do a partnership? Even if it was a paid one, they wouldn't accept. They don't need your money. But um, I believe this is like, what I love about Apple is they create something first and then they come out and push it, right? They don't promise something. We're stepping into the crypto space. They already come out with a solid finished product. And I believe like once this is finally like, um, like, um, clear on what Hedera Hashgraph is going to do and who they're working with. I feel like they're the last one. I would love to see Apple as the last one joining and like on the very top 
And so um, then, guys, expect massive uh, the n- bullish narrative around HBAR and, and the use cases. Absolutely. And another thing that people should know about Hedaria is right now they already have over 4 billion tokenized assets operating on their network. And guys, that's during a bear market. This project is worth only 7 cents, but during 2021's bull run, it did get as high as 50 cents. So this project, actually, I just thought of another thing as well. Last week, we covered a story about Sony possibly using Hedera to launch NFTs in their PlayStation platform. And since we have tones here right now, I just want to get some brief comments about that. What do you think about the possibility of HBAR launching NFTs with Sony and then bringing that technology into every PlayStation around the world? We know that not only would that benefit Sony, it would also benefit Hedera. So it's a mutual relationship. I don't see what would prevent that. I mean, it's huge. Like I said, I mean, looking at how the technology is moving forward, I mean, it it really is huge. It will allow uh, collectibles. It will allow people to compare stuff. It it really is huge. It will allow trading. And I think this will be big because it gives people player ownership they'll be able to transfer their items from one game to another like i said with skins and stuff before and how this technology is evolving is really amazing especially if you look at vr i mean we're starting to have vr that has smell and crazy capabilities here so i mean imagine being in a game and being able to smell what you're cooking or what what is going on in the destruction or whatnot i mean Imagine being able to watch Netflix and being able to watch your cooking show and get a smell of what you're cooking. I mean, it could be really interesting as what they do with this technology moving forward. I love the analogy that people use when they talk about the metaverse tones. They say it's the way to make the internet immersive. You're taking the internet and you're turning it into an environment that people can actually go within. So it's a revolutionary product that we're yet to see hit the mainstream. But guys, 295 live listeners, show us some love, smash that like button. And Mario, somebody asked, what does it mean that they're on the governing board? That's a great question. What it means is that they're committed to building use cases on the network. So it doesn't actually mean that these companies are holding uh, any HBAR. It doesn't mean they're using HBAR to facilitate payments, but it means they're working with Hedera either in the open public or behind the scenes to generate use cases. So in order to see companies like Boeing, IBM, and Google on here, This is why I'm continuing to DCA and stack my bags. But Mario, I'd love to hear some news and then we'll continue. Yeah, and that and also as a council, you know, that if they if they're looking to innovate, they they have all those companies or the people in those companies that they can turn to for advice and and opinions on whatever they're building. But to build up on that, I do think that Hedera has great potential and you know the the list of companies that are they're working with are just it's a massive sign. As far as Apple, I truly believe because of the way that I see Apple operate. I think Apple has the means to, if and when they decide that a blockchain is necessary for their for their operation, I believe they will just come out with their own. Just because that's how Apple is, they don't like to really bring in other platforms. You know, even for payments, they created their own Apple Pay. They made it very specific so that um, any kind of payment processors that wanted to work with them, these are our rules. This is how we work. And I believe they will do the same thing for a blockchain infrastructure should they decide that they want to implement one. They will just build their own system. It's going to be, you know, Apple is all about the ecosystem. Once you're in it, you're going to want to have an iPad. You're going to want to have an iPhone, a Mac. You're going to have an iCloud because you need to have all your stuff backed up and synced across devices. So it's all about the ecosystem. And so if they decide to use a second um, a secondary blockchain or a blockchain that's already being built, um, in my opinion, it would make more sense to go along the route of Cosmos because they can just build, they just they can just pick up a, on on the SDK and build their own blockchain off of the uh, Cosmos ecosystem. Um, so I don't think they will go that route. But that's just Mario. You know what's interesting? We were doing a little bit of research on AVAX last week, and it turns out AVAX is one of the only tokens to not be connected to the Ethereum blockchain. When we look at projects like Chainlink, Polkadot, and several other top twenty cryptocurrencies. They're all built off of Ethereum. So it doesn't surprise me that when Coinbase came out and said they're launching a token, they're going to be building off of Ethereum. And JP Morgan's creating their Onyx token using the Ethereum blockchain. So guys, whether they admit it or not, Ethereum has been given a free pass. And that's why so many of these institutions are comfortable building on Ethereum. They believe that the SEC is not going to come after them. So it's a pretty blanket statement. But let's move on here. And Selman, I want to get your thoughts on this tweet because I think it's more important than ever. He said, I'm old enough to remember when most Bitcoiners believed in economic freedom and open market competition. I can't believe the number of self-professed Bitcoiners now saying some version of I'm fine with the government picking winners and losers as long as the winner is in my bags. And I completely agree with you here, whether it's the XRP community, the Ethereum community or the or the Bitcoin maximalists. 
everyone's everyone's focused on their own portfolio. And so when Gary Gensler came out and said everything but Bitcoin is an unregistered securities, the Bitcoin maximalists were in full effect. Michael Saylor, Max Kaiser, everybody was on Twitter basically promoting we're we've been given the free pass. We're correct. I do not believe that's the case. And we can talk about it more. But Selman, let's start with you. So first of all, guys, why are we here? We're all here to build generational wealth, right? So everyone is here to make money. But um, all the get rich quick schemes, forget it. We're here to invest in fundamentally strong projects where we see, okay, these are the shifters, right? And so we believe in XRP because we know and Actually, you know what? Yesterday, uh, I was watching Sin City and I saw Johnny actually addressing how the money is in Solana and uh, you should follow where the money is, right? And we believe that uh, money will flow into XRP, will flow into um, HBAR, etc. And all these uh, cryptocurrencies that have close ties to uh, the governments and um, basically, you know, fit the narrative. Because we know money will flow into that. You could become a freedom fighter and and pick all the, the other decentralized um, projects and hope that, you know, you can become um, super wealthy. It can happen, obviously. We've seen many cases, many of them happening. But like when you zoom out and see the macro structure, I'm not talking about crypto. I'm talking like stock market, et cetera. Whenever there is a certain trend, money follows, right? It, currently, the topic is energy and it's a climate change. So you will see, uh, we can witness it, how money flows into that. Even Tesla is one of the great examples, right? Because of the narrative, people invest in it and it's technology, it's uh, innovation. So we need to focus on what is um, where is the innovation here in the crypto space, right? There is always, you know... Um, this space is evolving and Ripple is pretty much doing something uh, to uh, make to innovate the financial system. And we believe in that, whether you like it or not, whether you think, OK, the World Economic Forum is uh, behind it, etc. I mean, we follow the money. And so um, when you check out the Cosmos ecosystem, they hate X XRP. Why? Because it's a banker's coin. It's exactly the people that we don't want in the space. We want decentralization or Ethereum people. They OK, Ethereum is weird. Ethereum is completely weird. They're lost. But like, I mean, um, many different um, communities here, mindsets here. But for me personally, I'm also invested in Cosmos because I like what they're doing. I'm also invested in like XRP because I kind of believe, yes, the financial system is messed up and they're looking for ways to innovate it. Right. And then obviously, I believe in Ethereum because of uh, all the decentralized applications built on it. And so I'm invested in all because all I care about is how I can build um, generational wealth, right? So I don't care if Cosmos is going to take over. I don't care if Avalanche is going to take over. I want to make sure that my portfolio is taking over, right? So that is important. And so um, people need to, f these are all the, the. Um, it's kind of like the news, right? They, they are polarizing people. Just focus on what you want. But obviously, if you want decentralization and then you want uh, countries like El Salvador to uh, adopt it, like I'm like, okay, it's, kind of getting decentralized from now on because these big whales are going to control the supply and all of that. Um, so I still have my concerns there. But hey, focus on your um, research, focus on your portfolio and make sure you take profits and then what's going to happen after you make the money. Are you going to be the same person or are you going to here, are you going to change your mindset? These are the things we should focus on. Every, anything else is just polarization is just, you know, off topic. Absolutely, guys. When the aliens show up from the sky, check the news and check the laws that they are trying to change because, guys, it is only a distraction. We got 280 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to read an article about how Charles Hodgkinson is looking to provide an update on his acquisition of CNN, which could be historic because we know they're at a nine-year viewership low right now. But before we do that, I want to update you guys on something pretty exciting that our team is going to be doing this April we have our Freedom Conference 2023, and tickets are going to be live starting on March 3rd. I know there's a very limited amount of seats, and we've already got a bunch of people pre-signed up. So this thing is in high demand, but every time we do one of these conferences, it is a life-changing experience, especially for our group, Mario. So I'm excited for that. We're going to keep you updated. March 3rd is when the tickets go live, and we're going to continue to update you on this show. But we're about to dive into some more Ripple news here, as this is a New York City lawyer breaking down how the XRP case is so much bigger than the XRP versus the SEC. 
Um, one is one you mentioned earlier, um, uh, Kathy, which is probably the, 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 the case that the crypto community is most focused on, right? And that is SEC versus Ripple Labs. What makes that case so interesting is that it has absolutely nothing to do with whether or not tokens are securities. Ripple Labs raised money, huge amount of money, $50 billion, right, by selling XRP tokens. That's down the middle, you know, the kind of activity that at least potentially would be investment contract activity. However, both of the parties, the SEC on the one hand and Ripple Labs on the other hand, have attempted to make the case focus on the status of the XRP token for their own separate sort of strategic reasons. At this point, the case has been going on, I think, over two years, um, well over two years, and we are expecting um, some decision on the motions for summary judgment, which is the point before you have an actual trial. So you've done all your discovery, you've, everybody's known and figured out whatever there is to know and entered whatever evidence there is to enter. And at this point, it's up to the judge to make a decision. And she can do one of two things, one of three things. She can grant the motion for summary judgment for either the SEC or for Ripple Labs. So those are two options. Or she can deny them for everybody, for both of them. So she can grant them for one and not the other, the other and not the one, or deny them completely. If she grants them for either, the grants the motion for summary judgment, for either the SEC or for Ripple Labs, it is exceedingly likely that whoever lost is going to appeal, as I explained, and go up. In the case of uh, Ripple Labs, the, the, the cases in the Southern District of New York, which is the most common case to bring securities actions for various reasons, and they would appeal it to the Second Circuit, so the, the, which is the, probably one of the leading uh, circuits in the, in the U.S., and we get appealed. That could easily be another couple of years. But the decision that Judge Torres, the judge in the Southern District, uh, writes will shape people's thinking on this, even though the status of the XRP token is not directly relevant. Because I think that's a great place to pause it. There were so many gems within that speech there, Selman. But the thing I want to start with is if this is if this appeal process begins, and we covered an article talking about how this could go to the Supreme Court, we are looking at a minimum of another 24 months of us covering this lawsuit on this channel. So I'm not sure what type of adjustments we'll have to make. But guys, if we have to buckle down for another 24 months, the majority of this community will not be shaken out of this project. And that's what gets me so excited, Selman. I'm going to start with you and then we'll go to Mario. What does that mean, my friend? Just like Senor Toshi says, 2025 was always a narrative, right? And uh, it, oh man, I know what my prayer will be tonight. I really want, I really want this to happen, to be honest. Sorry, guys. But like, hey, fantastic. Imagine the bear market continues for a Ripple. Everybody gives up on Ripple. You see all the profits, all the crazy runs for other coins. You take the profits, invest it back into XRP, and then wait and wait and wait, and then boom, skyrocketing moments for XRP after the lawsuit case uh, is finally done. Would be, you know, great, but um, curious, because obviously Ripple already... Um, you know, has so much, there is clear evidence that this is not an unregistered security. So right now, it's pretty much like, guys, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure there is so much uh, that we still don't know about that is still in, you know, um, behind the doors. Um, and and that it takes so long is also weird. But um, if, if they really go for the first one, the first option, uh, we see an extension period of like 24 months. Guys, this is like, okay, this is all by design. Then we can clearly say, guys, this is by design, 100%. But if, if the second one is true, then um, apps, what would you do then? What would be your game plan? What I do, I would continue to DCA and say the SEC is attacking this project because they know it is going to be one of the most influential cryptocurrencies on the planet. They can't shake me out of this thing, guys. When I saw that Phoenix article back in 1981, although I wasn't born yet, I saw this article and it really opened my eyes. Not only is the Stellar logo within that uh, economics article, it talks about how the Phoenix will rise from the ashes after the fiat system burns. There will be a set of cryptocurrencies that come in and bridge us into this new digital age. So Mario, I know you have only have a couple of minutes left. Why don't you close us out and then we'll continue. Yeah, I think that video that you just showed had a lot of very interesting takes. And uh, it's very interesting that he was he was very right with how the, the case started about the sale of the XRP by Ripple. 
and it has transitioned into what is the status of XRP now. And so that's a very interesting thing that, that's happening. I really hope it doesn't take another two years for us to get a resolution because I believe this is putting a halt in the entire crypto space, not just for, for XRP. So I do hope it doesn't take another two years. But with that said, guys, I want to say thank you. I do have to jump off, but it was great being on with you all. So I love you. Love you, everybody in the chat. See you next time. Thank you so much, Mario. And guys, we're going to show you a very interesting video of the former U.S. Treasurer Rosie Rios, who now sits on the board of directors at Ripple, describing why she chose to work with this company over every other company in the game today. So what would I do as an investor? One, I would follow the money. Yes, it is my name on U.S. currency, almost $1.8 trillion with my name on it in currency circulation. So no one has made more money than I have. But if I were following the money, where is it going? It's going to the metaverse. It's going to blockchain. It's going to artificial intelligence. Technology and innovation will be the key. And here's what's important to remember. In 2007 and 2008, we saw a huge growth of investment in technology and innovation. This was during the, town, the downturn. What was invented in 2007 that has turned our world upside down today? Anyone? The iPhone, very good. The iPhone was invented in 2007. There is no doubt, and then obviously subsequent to that, you saw Facebook, you saw Google, you saw Airbnb, you saw Uber, and one of our biggest downturns, innovation still mattered. And that's gonna still be the case. This is a very resilient global economy. There you go. And we've heard it before and we'll hear it again. Rosie Rios chose to work with Ripple and XRP because she believes it's going to be one of the most powerful currencies worldwide. And I do wanna state this. This is the final article we're gonna close the show out on because Charles Hodgkinson, the founder of ADA, gives an update on whether he's going to acquire Coindesk or CNN. So tune in for this because this is really interesting. Hoskinson replied that he cannot confirm or deny the rumor that he's trying to purchase CNN. CNN has been in the news for a change of ownership since 2018, but we covered an article just last week that viewers are down to a nine-year low. Cardano is also looking to acquire Coindesk, and Hoskinson thinks that the $200 million price tag is slightly overpriced for this media outlet. He said, I don't think I'm going to acquire it, but we'll see where this process goes. And what gets me excited about this is the mainstream media is being broken up right before our eyes. If we can get independent, financially wealthy guys like Charles to purchase these things, hopefully we can get closer to the truth. So Selman, five minutes left. What's it mean to you, my friend? You're going to see great marketing for Cardano. I can tell you that. Um, and hey, we know what Elon Musk did, right? You see all these Twitter files. What I mean, Twitter, I don't know, CNN as probably like a whole city of files compared to Twitter, right? Um, and you could literally uh, like uh, uncover so many uh, stuff, conspiracies maybe as well. But hey, this is great news. Like um, it would be great to see also the because we want the narrative to be uh, crypto, right? Uh, we're done with the Ukrainian conflict and all of that. People want to, we want more crypto news, like more um serious topics like how innovation is taking over econ economy can uh, grow right this these are also very important topics and it's missing obviously um and for certain reasons but when we see more of these crypto friendly uh, investors or crypto developers taking over and um we we might see more um more important topics right like um financial topics as well and how technology is important. And uh, by the way, apps about Rosie Rios, uh, Rios, for example, that that part is so true. I highly agree. You see that that actually links to what I said earlier. Of we have to follow the money. And in this case, when you see the uh, governments and the masses, the whole economy shifting to a certain level, to a certain um, industry, Metaverse, for example, you see UAE is investing billions of dollars. China is investing billions of dollars. Every country will invest billions. And we know the prediction is 12 trillion by many institutions. The, the, it's like around 12 trillion dollars by 2030, right? Imagine how big this uh, space will be. And there are so much opportunities in the space. And we're going to cover that also on the, at the Freedom Conference. But um. There is so much opportunity and obviously we should invest in this, right? Uh, you can become your activist. You can still invest in uh, other projects. Please diversify, but like follow also where the money is. 
Awesome. NFT Tones, I know you had some additional comments. And then we're going to close this video out with an update from somebody who works at Swift indicating that Ripple could be the solution. So I really do think this this could potentially be really big news. I mean, if you think about all the hate that crypto gets, I mean, if Cardano really buys CNN, I mean, then we have the Cardano News Network, right? And I mean, looking at this, I mean, that could be one of the reasons why they're looking at this. But another reason is maybe they want to actually put good narratives out about crypto, right? And the way to do that, if they really want to do that, is to actually have their own media source. So by doing this, I think that this could really potentially be really, really big with crypto and could really inspire other investors. That other 80% of the people that are other 80% of Americans that aren't invested in crypto could actually see a change of light and might have a flip or have a switch flipped and be like, all right, well, let me go take a deeper look into crypto and get a better understanding of it. Absolutely, guys. And here's the video of a Swift director talking about how XRP, and Brad Garlinghouse is sitting right next to him during the speech, and he references how XRP could be a solution. I think we all know uh, the, the kind of locations that, we, we're, that we're talking about. So we need to have a global framework to regulate this. It doesn't make sense to just have national approaches. I think this is truly global, uh, global in nature. And so we have been working concretely, and then I'll stop. Yeah, on updating our uh, regulations on global stablecoin arrangements and coming forward with a new set of uh, recommendations for what we call unbacked crypto assets or other crypto assets. They are now in the open for consultation. So we are uh, looking forward very much for sort of the response. It's the first pitch of the panel. Yeah. Um, and then we hope to finalize these two sets of recommendations by the summer. By the summer of 2023, guys, and that is a great indicator of where we're headed. But we got 240 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And we're going to close this episode out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to NFT Tones. Thank you to Selman G. And of course, thank you to the Node Defender. Tomorrow, guys, we got Tony Edward joining the show. So that's going to be a great interview. We'll see you in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, ah, get shit together, baby. Thanks for joining us.